So that's when a friend of mine pinged me saying that hey, it doesn't seem like I can make it to your wedding. So I was like, okay, fine. That's one person down. That's okay. The wedding's still on. Then slowly, I think over the next week, we had a lot more people cancel. And at this point, it was just turning into like Shashank and me and our family. <laughs> and we were just like. Hi, this is Karan. Hi, this is Mohit. Hey, this is Arvind. And welcome to the Boiled Egg Podcast. How do you think the whole wedding industry has changed or evolved in the time of COVID? I guess I think uh, I think the wedding industry obviously was probably one of the worst to try because it's it's a mix of a bunch of people, bunch of different industries coming together, which is uh, hospitality, which is uh, retail, which is uh, different forms of retail, which is free and so on and so forth. So I think and and obviously wedding starts off with the whole concept of a bunch of people coming together, and that's exactly what we are not supposed to do. Having said that, I think in India we already see a bunch of uh, news reports of uh, weddings happening even during COVID lockdown, and there are enough cases of uh, there are enough reports of you know people attending these weddings and actually you know testing positive later on, and uh, there are also reports of the bride or the groom themselves testing positive due to the because of the wedding passing away. because of testing positive i don't know if it was them or meeting somebody so i think there was if i'm if i'm not wrong there was this one case uh, of a of a wedding somewhere in bihar or patna or you know something like that uh, you know where i think that that event sort of turned out to be like a super spreader and i think uh, the local people actually sort of you know uh, filed an fir against the family for being so irresponsible and not really following the laws there was a wedding uh, you know even in hyderabad actually one of they i think they they sort of followed the rules that the government had defined but i think still a bunch of people sort of fell sick after that the the one which was in patna i think unfortunately i think the the groom you know the groom himself passed away a couple of days after the wedding so so it's yeah it's a bit it's a bit uh, screwed up considering you know people are still prioritizing social social functions where yeah which maybe they shouldn't be doing right now what is you get a lot of messages or you even there are quite a few ads in newspapers and everything about these covid kits covid packages covid, COVID packages covid wedding packages yeah so like like every other industry even the wedding industry has to evolve right so we have like a bunch of people in india giving you covid wedding specials like they give you masks as to every guest there's enough sanitization apparently everywhere and uh, they follow all the protocols of social distancing and you know things like that even from arranging the the caterer for the wedding and everything that goes in apparently falls under the strict protocols and so on and so forth and again there very surprisingly or actually not very surprisingly there there's enough uh, variations from 50000 rupees to like 5 lakh rupees to like whatever you know it, it all depends on the budget that you have so is this the new way to perform weddings or have social gatherings where you have covid packages is i think i think it's there? very short lived because i think as humans we are all end of the day social animals i think we are trained to go out i think we are you know we like interactions of people i think we like meeting people it's obviously the only way out till things go back to normal but i think once things start going back to normal 
this industry i think will probably make a huge jump or you know will make a huge comeback in all possible ways right because people in india and maybe few parts of the world save up a lot of money just for that one wedding or just for that one big bash function and they really look look forward to it pretty much for a huge part of their life and i think that's taking away something that's very important and very special for them in in whatever you know the reasons might be plenty but but it's still a very big part of people's life and people's you know culture so to say so i think it'll make a massive comeback i think it's only a matter of time i agree with that but i feel like the fence sitters the ones who were never really big on spending a lot and getting married but were just doing it because their families wanted it i feel like that part of society may realize the fact that they don't necessarily have to spend a lot on a wedding and may not have like a big fancy wedding once the lockdown ends so i feel like so, that segment of the wedding market might die. again i, I would say yeah probably. i agree but but i think that sec- that that segment or that section of people were always aware of it maybe now they have an option not to you know yeah. do the big bash wedding and maybe be a little conservative so yeah i think but that's a very very small percentage and having said that i think people might still be budgeting or people might still be looking at the same amount of money coming in or going out but you know going to different aspects or different things it might be property investments it might be jewelry it might be you know gifts it might be something else but maybe the 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 quantum of money movement might still be the same but the means might be different and to be specific when we're talking about the wedding industry bouncing back Uh, is this specific to india or are we saying this is going to be the case worldwide i think it will be the case worldwide because at the end of the day weddings are a milestone for a family or for the couple who's involved in the wedding it's a milestone it's a huge milestone in their life and everybody probably want to celebrate it in one way or the other so i don't see the wedding industry not coming back or bouncing back globally probably things might be different probably the industry size might shrink temporarily but definitely will come back uh, over a period of time okay uh, you also had had the opportunity of being a part of a co-wedding so to say so how was the experience of attending that and uh, how different and do you think it's a good way to go ahead there are two ways to look at it one is i feel like i was lucky because uh, i was able to be present with my friends when they were getting married so i was right there in the moment but then again the lot of other close friends that we share with a couple that i share with a couple that couldn't make it so i understand that it may not be a very intimate experience for them i'm talking about my friends who couldn't make the wedding but i just was lucky to be to be there from the couple's point of view it's less a stress on them because they don't have to manage a thousand guests they only have to cater to about 10 or 15 that's like safe enough to be in that environment and then just make sure that all of the video cameras are working fine and is is everything is streamed live to their friends and family around around the world so overall the pressure is a lot lower it's a lot lesser on the couple it's a lot lesser on the families apart from the expenses so and the couple can actually enjoy the wedding exactly so the, these guys really enjoyed the wedding uh, they they were not very stressed it was just like a one day affair rather like just the first half of the day when like the actual ceremony took place 
The second interesting nuance is that because there were almost 300, 400 people watching the live stream, everyone was engaged in the ceremony. If you had like a physical gathering, everyone's all over the place. People are talking to one another. There's a lot of noise. There's only like very close family gathered around uh, the couple or the mandap in a Hindu wedding. But in this case, everyone, like all 300, 400 people, had their eyes on the ceremony, which, which from their point of view, they thought was great. They were like, hmm. it, they didn't feel like you know they were completely disconnected from the experience, or they weren't there physically. Uh, technology, well, to put it in a very cliched manner, was able to bring them together. And I don't think they would have experienced this uh, had it not been for a lockdown. And so most of them were actually. Pretty surprised by the experience. They're like, "Oh, this was actually great!" Like, they all dressed up wherever they were, and they jumped on like the Zoom call and took part in the ceremony. So, net net, it worked. The only downside, I think, from the couple's point of view, was that yeah, they just didn't have their parents and their siblings close to them uh, in in this important milestone of their lives. Yeah, probably we should get your friend on, and she can share her perspective on how the whole wedding experience was for her in the whole. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Congrats on the wedding. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, listeners, please welcome Nana. She works for a tech company in the Bay Area and recently got married. And so Nana is here to talk about her experience organizing a wedding in the US during lockdown while she and her parents and her partners as parents and families were in India. So Nana, are you excited to join us in this podcast? I'm so excited guys. Uh this is my first podcast. I don't listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts so I'm excited to be on one. Sticking to co weddings, can you give us a brief overview of the vision you had for your wedding in Jan 2020 before the lockdown? Yeah, sure. Um so the initial plan was uh but disclaimer, I always thought I was extremely different from everyone else and I said that I wanted a small backyard wedding where you know at maybe at one of the wineries I wanted to keep it classy and elegant. that did not happen when our families met uh, they wanted to go and have a big indian wedding of uh, shashank my fiance comes from uh, chennai and i'm actually from mangalore so we even had different traditions when we were talking about getting married on the mangalore side things get done very very quickly it's probably like a 30 minute wedding and on the chennai side it's completely different it's a 3 day wedding and you probably have like 3 hours of rituals every day and what was slowly uh, what i thought would be like a party was slowly turning into 3 days of of like spending a lot of time with family and just doing a lot of like rituals and just making sure the gods blessed us so that was initially what was planned there were also a lot of discussions about the kind of food we want to have what everyone should come dressed as uh, should we have a sangeet should we not have a sangeet are we too old to have a sangeet so <laughs> you know we had all of those questions being discussed but we finally landed on 3 days in bangalore where the first day we were going to have a sangeet the second day we were going to have uh, the wedding and the third day was going to be a reception for family and later in the night it was just going to be a party just for friends because we had a lot of friends coming down from and i know it sounds cooler when i say all over the world but i'd met all of these people in hyderabad and they just relocated to different parts of the world but yeah so that was that was the plan for the wedding and i had i wanted to go all out with my outfits shashank said he just turned up for the wedding 
and he wanted to keep all of his outfits yellow because he's a huge CSK fan. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was the plan. Well, guess from Thank all over. Sounds like you you're you're now Mrs. Worldwide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, Shashank. Shashank is Nana's uh, husband now, who's also yeah. joining us on this podcast. So, Nana, can you tell us uh, a little bit about how you were planning this entire wedding while 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 being in the US? It was basically me doing all the planning and Shashank weighing in with his opinions on what he thought was a good was the right way to go. But I think midway, I think it was in January that we got a few dates that were marked as auspicious and uh, we chose the farthest date because it would give us the most amount of time to plan which was the 2nd of July. So in January we st- so it was still 6 months and we thought that we can sit and plan it out of the US out here because we had a lot of family and friends in India and then I think it was in January I was traveling in Feb I actually went down to India as well. because that was my way of like getting a lot of work done it was a work trip that i combined to also get some of my wedding planning done and when i was in india actually it was the end of feb i was in mumbai for work and uh, that was when the first case of uh, coronavirus hit the news in india because there was some guy who had come down from dubai and he had landed in hyderabad and the very next day we were supposed to fly to hyderabad so that's pretty much how how the trip to hyderabad got cancelled so i did all of my shopping in bombay and i still thought this is something that would go away in like 2 to 3 months so i was like i'm going to bangalore i'm still planning my things i still went met the caterers did my food tasting went and paid the makeup artist the mehndi artist all of them so i had planned everything like it's still going to happen and then i flew back to the us because i was worried about the body and you know every so even my parents were like leave everything here i've left my first engagement ring out there in india assuming that i would go back in 3 months because i was too paranoid to you know go you know like come here and then imagine i'm flying down to india and i forget the engagement ring as like oh my god that would be disastrous so i've kept the engagement ring back home in india and then i flew back so now i've got another ring so it's two rings i'm not complaining hey. uh yeah <laughs> yeah It, it sounds like you did a lot of planning and coordination. Did you did you hire like a, a wedding planner or yes. were you doing this online? Um, so towards the last, the, this is three months before the wedding. I happened to have a friend who was in Bangalore who also plans weddings, and uh, that's when I reached out and I was like, I think this is not something I can do on my own. And she actually came and she did a great job. She was the one who set up, you know, the tasting session with all of the caterers for me. I also, we, she also connected me with, you know, a caricature artist because, you know, we wanted to design the invites. And just as we started to design the invites, uh, we realized that we're already late to, you know, send these invitations to people because there were just like three months left to the wedding. But uh, <laughs> then things changed and we were just happy we didn't, you know, start to send our invites out. and we just started to verbally tell people that maybe we, back then we were still thinking we'll push it out by maybe 2 months and instead of july probably get married in august october whatever comes later <laughs> so yeah so so what made you change that decision to you know to realize that this probably not going to happen anytime soon and what was going on in your mind when you realized that the lockdown was not going away how did things change um i can talk about my version and then shashank can probably like jump sure, in sure, sure, yeah, yeah. um So I actually have a couple of friends in Singapore and if you guys remember before it even became serious in India it, it was taken pretty seriously in Singapore 
And uh, we actually had a huge delegation of friends coming down from Singapore. There were close to 20 to 30 people we were expecting from Singapore. And like the country went into a lockdown and no one was allowed to fly in or fly out. So that's when a friend of mine pinged me saying that, hey, it doesn't seem like I can make it to your wedding because I just discussed it verbally with him. And this was, I think, towards mid-March because he said the lockdown is going to be there for a month. And he was actually listening to a lot of podcasts and he said that sounds like the virus is not going to go anywhere. So, you know, I'm going to keep it like I'll probably meet you, you know, at some other time and some other place. So I was like, okay, fine. That's one person down. That's okay. The wedding's still on. Then slowly, I think over the next week, we had a lot more people cancel. And at this point, it was just turning into like Shashank and me Mm -hmm. and our family. (laughs) And we were just like... I mean, we're great. We definitely want our family out there too. But, you know, it's a lot more fun if you have your friends around. And I think that is when I started to discuss, uh, you know, the possibility of pushing the wedding out. And we were still talking about pushing it out. We had not yet spoken about like cancelling the celebration in India altogether. I think it became really serious when the U.S. started to stop flight going from, you know, outside the U.S. And then India went into a lockdown and there are no flights inside or outside. So travel became very restricted. And that is when uh, I think, like I spoke to my family, I spoke to Shashank's family and we just decided that, okay, it makes sense to do something small in the US, stick to the date because (laughs) it was auspicious. And yeah, that's pretty much how I landed on that. Thank you. What was it like for you? Sure. I think a little bit of what uh, Naina mentioned already. Um, I think most of it was around following along the news and also like like she mentioned like friends from other parts of uh, the world letting us know about like a pandemic i think when it really hit me was i think sometime around feb february start uh, there were a few folks traveling from india uh, visiting california and they were a little bit uh, panicked about the whole situation only because uh, they're they're a small startup uh, thinking about like robotics and food and uh, most of their manufacturing was in uh, china and i think at that time they were having a closer year to the ground kind of a scenario. So they kind of, you know, highlighted the whole severeness or the severity of the pandemic. I think what really did uh, add to the seriousness of it was one, all of these uh, multinational companies kind of like shutting down travel altogether. Just for people who don't know, there's a lot of, you know, lobbying as well as like work that all these companies do with like the government and also like the security teams are really... uh, close to the ground so they really understand like when the situation starts to get worse Um, apart from that i think what really like stood out was the entire lockdown i think one after the other every country started going on a lockdown and a pandemic happens very rarely it takes at least a couple of decades before something of this scale would happen Um, that's when one was that and two was the we're also really afraid about the you know the people who would get affected the most by this pandemic and was mostly people over 45 or even 50 for that matter and most of our relatives are all relatively old you know we don't want to put them in a precarious state like that i think that's also something that we took a call on and uh, eventually with the lockdown thing the only thing is like we were really quick to act and spoke <laughs> to our parents and started giving them hints already about moving the date to something or somewhere which is a little bit more relaxed. But I think it just ended up being this way. And eventually, you know, how news catches up and everybody started understanding the severity of the issue. So they all started uh, aligning with what our thoughts were initially. But it was quite the struggle to convince everyone. We had given each of us a week's time before we would check in every week 
end of every week and be like, hey, is this still going on or do we want to revisit? There was a little, <laughs> you know how it is to convince like parents and grandparents. So it was definitely a task. But yeah, we kind of, we, I think eventually everybody was on board only by end of March, April actually. No, end of April. Just following up on that. Uh, you've spoken about how family it was difficult to convince family and everything but what were the initial reactions when you said that okay fine we're not doing the wedding in bangalore and probably we are going to do a lockdown wedding where you guys are not present um it was interesting because they didn't want to cancel the wedding they're just like it's fine the government is you know right the lockdown is correct everyone should be scared about the virus but this wedding is happening you know? <laughs> so that was uh, that was the attitude that everyone was going with and so we were still like, you know, we wanted to get the vendors on board, like, you know, the food and, you know, all of them. But even they understood what it's like. So even they were, you know, giving us deals like, hey, you know what, if you're still having the wedding, irrespective of what the crowd size will be, we'll still come cater. So my mm-hmm. parents and, you know, even Shashank's parents were, this sounds like a great deal, you know, let's just, <laughs> let's, let's just keep the possibility yeah. open that the wedding just might happen. And in my head, when I started to think that it's coming closer to what I initially wanted, because wedding planning was stressing me out like crazy. I always thought I'd be that relaxed bride, but I clearly wasn't. So when uh, the closer we were coming to the wedding and I was getting more stressed out, and I realized that there is this tiny option where we can actually have that backyard wedding, where you know what I initially thought of. I was like, let's go all for it. I was like, this is what we need to focus on because, you know, the invites are not gone on. Like, we had tried to prep our parents and this was like, I think, a great reason to just back out of, like, you know, planning the entire thing. But yeah, that was pretty much what was going through my head and I slowly was working with my parents on, like, trying to get them on board. And I was like, as long as one party, like, one of the parents, you know, is on board, then they convince the other one. So right. like, there has to be a strategy to this. <laughs> That's pretty much how I went about it. But I mean, I, I have a different perspective on this <laughs> entirely for some strange reason. Very different uh, perception for me from the other side. So one thing I'll let everybody know that while people say that, yeah, we can plan this wedding, everything will be fine. It doesn't mean that you're involved. You are part of the process by default and you don't have a say, but you're not supposed to agree with everything. Um, it doesn't necessarily, so one person pretty much takes control over the entire uh, planning and trying to make sure that things fall in place. But to your question, you know how things start off, right? I told this to my parents and my grandparents and my grandmom basically said that uh, there is summer solstice is coming up in April, which will eradicate all germs <laughs> and therefore you have to do So that was totally uh, crossed. As much as... Uh, I'm agnostic. It's really hard to like bring everybody onto the same page. You can't, sometimes you just can't win these conversations. Mm. So I think that was the first roadblock that we had essentially. So we had to wait it out. And, you know, that's one of the reasons, again, April being that is when summer solstice peaks. So that's the reason why like it took almost end of April. So event happened, pandemic did not disappear. Therefore, let's try to. Germs are not getting eradicated at all. Apparently, it's not that uh, straightforward. Yeah. The other thing that I want to mention is that we did not know. These were all plans in our heads, right? We were thinking about like a backyard, a beachfront, a vineyard, or like even like, I mean, heck, even toyed for that matter. Like, Because at the end of the day, we realized that it's mostly like informing our friends. Our families are always going to be part of any event that happens. But friends are the main uh, drivers in terms of like this particular moment that we were planning. Uh, we really did not know that this is how we would end up getting married. We got to know like 
48 hours prior to our wedding that we were going to get married and that mm-hmm. I, I don't think like why we had a thought yeah we can do a cool california style wedding by the beach and five people and you know fancy cars and all that stuff but it really just boiled down to the last 48 hours whatever we had we had to go with and we were just fortunate enough that we had some space to host at least like 10 to 15 people for context, the reason why it came down to 48 hours is because we were waiting on the county to get back to us with the wedding registration license and then, you know, for them to officiate our wedding. But they said that we were 200th in line or something like that. So apparently everyone wanted to get married during the pandemic. So, so you know, we're like, okay, we realize that we can't stick to the date. And once we realized we can't have the official wedding, we thought that we will go by and we have, you know, the, you know, the wedding according to the rituals that we had actually planned for. And for that, we had like a 48-hour window. And yeah, we can talk about so that. So how later. did you put all of this together in 48 hours? Like, isn't there <laughs> quite a bit of planning that went in or you just like... It's easy it was at home, right? So it's it's fairly easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, it looked like a very easy job, but we had to put in a lot of effort to yeah. get everything up to speed. And Mohit probably knows, you know, how much effort went into this. But I, I'll tell you like, Leading up to the event, but I think Nena probably can share her perspective on like how hard it was to get everything in place uh, last minute. Um, essentially, what happened was we decided to have a Zoom wedding. That's what they're calling it. Even at the city hall or the county where we weren't registered, it's all over Zoom. Nobody wants to meet anyone. Um, you don't get to invite anybody to join the meeting. Initially, that was what was communicated to us. And you have to either procure one witness or they will give you a witness as well, who will be another. So typically a conference call, somebody just meeting you for the first time. Say, yeah, cool. I, I'm the witness. So it's really <laughs> but, uh, but like once we, we kind of applied two weeks prior to our wedding day, which is July 2nd. And like my Nana mentioned, it was one of those uh, auspicious day as per like all of our horoscopes and, you know, family blessings and all of that. So our parents, at least my parents and my grandparents were really particular that this date is very auspicious. So we wrote in asking for this particular date and like Nana mentioned, we were 200th in line, which was really bizarre. We Apparently the pandemic drove a lot more people to get married. Uh, <laughs> very, very is this like state specific number? Yeah, it's county. Oh, so it's county. Okay. Mountain Palo Alto, San Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that means there were obviously a lot, lot more people looking at getting married in, you know, in, yeah. in different parts of the US. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just uh, so a couple of things that actually drove a lot more. I think I'll, I can just like quickly mention it. One is people who've been living together and have been planning to like get married. They all eventually realize that it's not going to happen. So the earlier, the better. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's a certificate right. of an authorization that both of you are living together and it's an official document, which is what you're looking for. Uh, the second part of it also is, this is like a hypothesis, so don't hold me entirely to it. As far as I've heard from my friends, it also is a very uh, tough situation with a lot of layoffs and everything going on. So people who are already living together and who are already partners, they can actually rely on each other if something go, like you know bad happens to one of them and you know I don't want to get into of like the visa and stuff like that but in general it wasn't it's probably a catalyst to expedite the whole process for some folks is my assumption i think another part also is uh, the the tax filing deadline was coming close so couples in the u.s you get tax benefits if you get married <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. but also it's on it's 
2020 taxes are due next year. So if any time this year you get married, it's next year. This is just uh, setting it up so that you can get into the tax bracket earlier on than like let's get during the year. Then that's not a factor. Okay. <laughs> then I talk more about like how the situation like boiled down towards the last 48 hours. Like it. Uh, so like I was mentioning, we didn't have necessarily like any sort of uh, indicator that this is what we'd be going ahead. So last minute we had a co-worker who, I mean, we have a co-worker friend, uh, he happens to be a friend now, who handles a lot of, basically is involved in a lot of like havens and, uh, you know, like yagnas and just like a lot of puja stuff um, in the Bay Area. So we just randomly hit him up and asked him like, hey, do you know any priests in the you know, <laughs> area so we can like get this uh, done? Because also for context, like my, my family is very religious in general. So they did want to have like some sort of a puja event, which was more like fulfilling for them. So we decided to like reach out to the priest then. And it so happened the same day. This was a Monday. Uh, morning and Monday evening, we were randomly at the Sunnyvale Hindu Temple talking to a priest uh, about like, hey, is this possible even? And he goes like, let's do it. And <laughs> <laughs> that's when it really hit us. Like on uh, that at 6 p.m., we met him. At 7:45, we spoke to our parents, and we had like literally about slightly more 36 hours, maybe. Um, before like July 2nd and from there on like he just uh, yeah he he gave us a list of things to buy and procure and get everything in place uh, so I'll, I'll let Nena talk more about like what she had to do from like the planning perspective of it Nena what do you think? I think what was interesting was um, number one the priest was so chill he was yeah he was like oh I mean we we were nervous we were sitting in front of him and we were like you know we know we should have come with more of a heads up, but, you know, we know it's Monday, but we need to get married by Thursday. And he pretty much said what Shashank said. He's like, let's do it. I said, I said, what? Are you serious? <laughs> we thought, you know, we, you know, we thought he might push the dates or something like that. And he was just like, no, let's do it. And I think more than anyone else, he expedited the process for us. And we were joking about this as to how we should probably write an article about how to get married the Indian way in like 36 hours you know, for planning and all of it, because he gave us the number to, you know, a lady who supplies food. He gave us the number to someone who can, you know, provide us with garlands. Then he gave us a list of all of the items that we need to purchase. Yeah, on that note, I think uh, there is a community or like a business (laughs) happening here as well. You pretty much unlock the whole market, right? That's the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, so we are actually ready to get other people married too. So many of you... <laughs> it's, 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 it's pretty clear here. The pundit gets the leads. Yeah. yeah. And like directs it to everyone else. Yeah, referral, right? He must be like... That's how he must be yeah. making like a ton of money on the side. Yeah, I mean, like think about it, right? He, we basically said, okay, cool. We'll have it in like 36 hours. And then the next thing he was like, okay, you need to have a garden, like a couple of garlands. You need to have some, uh, you know, free or like, what do you call it? Like, flowers just to like you know use it in the ritual in general and then uh, we needed to have uh, food because we had like uh, 15 people coming home and i was like we're lost and honestly we don't have anything we have probably two images of god you know in our house just like what we were sent here with and i think it was kind of like stressful for us at that point and you know he gave us a ready-made list of 50 things to buy from one store in like really close to where we live I drove down, picked up everything, uh, all the puja items. Trust me, like, the store is great. 
<laughs> I think they have a partnership there as well. So everybody is just heading there. Fifty Which of those. Which store is this? We can. This is groceries in uh, border between like Sunnyvale and Mountain View. It's a. Uh, yes. No, listeners, that that that's Madras Groceries. Shout out to Madras Groceries in Sunnyvale. <laughs> placement there. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, everything was available, so we just picked it up, and uh, we didn't know where to get flowers from. Our neighbors actually uh, they are into landscaping, so we thought we'll go ask them for some flowers. But it so happened that there was an auntie who would uh, do this as a service to the temple. So for hundred dollars, obviously, to <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> it's a service it's a service, service. Uh, condition supply uh, yeah and that was like $100 for two garlands that came in and then uh, we didn't know we were discussing if we should go to a local you know restaurant and pick up some food like make it more South Indian or like festive uh, for that matter so we were discussing we were calling Komala Villas we were calling Madurai Idli Kada again <laughs> shout out to all the local restaurants <laughs> And we were debating as to, you know, do people usually eat one idli with two vadas or two or one? <laughs> we were just like, you know, we need to plan this. We do not want a shortage of anything. Yeah, honestly, it was like, we should do, ideally, it's two idlis, one vada and some pongal. But yeah. uh, from Rena's perspective, it was two vadas, one idli and pongal. And we were... <laughs> it was, no, it was two vadas, one idli... And everyone got excited when I would be like, you know, so to get people excited about the wedding, I would start to name the menu and I'd be like, there's going to be varas, there's going to be itli, there's going to be, you know, kesri bhat, and then there's going to be filter coffee. And every time people heard filter coffee, they're like, oh my God, filter coffee, let's do this. So desi, so desi, bro. So desi. I'm not surprised that people even there were looking forward to the food, right? I mean, end of the day, it comes, comes down to the I mean, we also kind of moved here through work so we didn't have like that kind of a, a you know diversity as such in our friend circle too so we pretty much like all of us were looking at Yanena has a lot of like uh, diversity for friends but I'm pretty much very desi and all of our friends pretty much go towards like dosas and you know idli and uh, roti and naan yeah Shanti yeah. stuck with me so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course biryani as well uh baddie biryani is <laughs> I go right anyway I think so the food was also to an auntie and uh, she was also uh, doing this as a service to the temple for slightly over $300. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, how she was labeled as an auntie even there, right? Like it's like we know an auntie who's going to take care of all of these. I'm saying auntie just for like, yeah. uh, you oh, should understand. have heard him speak on the phone. Like It is mommy. It is mommy. Oh, mommy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, the priest was mama. Yeah, yeah, mama, yeah, we were referring to him as like Mama. Is the Mama here? Whatever the Mama coming? Hey, this yeah. reminds me of that uh, the new Netflix show that even that lady is called Ma Auntie uh, Seema Auntie. Yeah, I mean I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, that matchmaking show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God. yeah so I think uh, that it kind of fell in place. So we had food, we had the garlands and the stuff that we required for the ceremony. I mean, the only things that were missing were like the venue and uh, making sure that. The priest shows up. That's the only two blockers as such. And I think when it came to like the venue, uh, me and Nana have been living here for the last like, you know, over a year or so. And uh, it's been, it's great. It has a small backyard. It's like a small living room and a couple of uh, bedrooms. So for two of us, that's a lot of space. Uh, I think uh, from that perspective, what we did was quickly decided to do it here. Um, Nana and I actually went to our neighbors. You should talk about like how we had to ask for... Uh, 
a lot of things. Yeah, so since this was happening during COVID, we were extremely worried about, you know, social distancing for all of the people who actually end up coming to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And still limiting everyone and, you know, like really considering everyone's emotions as to how hurt they will be if they don't get invited to you know, come to the house. We were like, the list finally came down to around 15 to 16 people. Which was still a lot for like, imagine like, you know, a house with like, you know, a living room and a couple of bedrooms. So in our head, we were like, how can we utilize the backyard? And that's when we walked over to our neighbor's place. And, you know, we were just like, hi, do you have a tent? And they actually are Spanish. So they couldn't understand what we were saying. So we had to translate. We we looked up Google Translate. We checked out what it means to, you know, say, can I borrow your tent? And uh, the lady was extremely sweet. She let us go to the tent, which we returned later with a bottle of wine, saying thank you for making the wedding a success. Essentially like a shamiana or like yeah, a canopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like a right, canopy. Right, right, right. And this was meant for like people to sit outside. And I think the most interesting thing was once the wedding started, no one gave a damn about social Like everyone just like everyone Not was hugging. Yeah, everyone was hugging. Everyone was just so happy. I think we were probably the only two socially distanced people from the others around us. <laughs> but everyone else was mingling. So yeah, so that was interesting. Shout out to our friend Seshadri, who was the only one wearing a mask. Yes, the only one was wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on that note, I definitely we should be calling out like our friends like, you know, Mohit, Seshadri, Shabnam and like Bobby were super critical in this entire process, right? We were... Especially Mohit. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> It was pretty much like, we had a lot of work to do in terms of cleaning the house. You know how it goes with cleaning. We always try to postpone it as much as possible. So right now we were in this crunch situation where we had to just get it done with. So we spent almost close to six and a half hours or eight hours. Eight hours. Eight, eight hours eight. cleaning the entire house. And at the same time, you know, our friends brought like a lot of extra masks. We wanted to be prepared anyway. So we kind of cleaned the uh, the walkway to the door. We cleaned the backyard. We broke a couple of glasses in the process. And uh, eventually it was just like too crazy. So we kind of got like sanitizers, like industrial grade sanitizers, hand sanitizers. Uh, we had masks. We had enough uh, space for everyone to like sit and have a conversation but still at like a distance uh, but like Mena mentioned coconut water oh, because yeah. of the oh, south yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 as a starter or like a welcome juice a welcome refreshment <laughs> was coconut water uh, uh, there's a really good brand called South food. Indian as it gets I yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you can't be there you might as well try to emulate it as much as possible right, <laughs> right. Uh, in fact like our, you know, Nena has her aunt and uncle here and her family here. I have my cousin, Sustayaka, my cousin brother and his wife. So we had representation from each of our families. And at the same time, we are, we were sitting on yoga mats. We threw in a couple of yoga mats. We threw a bedsheet on top of it. That was where we were sitting. The haven in general was just aluminum foil trays with a haven like starter. The smallest haven you can see. We <laughs> also need to be like aware of it. Because we have to worry about the fire alarm. You know? Oh yeah. When you have a haven, yeah. Yeah, how was your how was the reaction of your larger extended uh, family? Like you know, I mean, not your. I think your your folks probably you know were obviously prepared for it mentally, but I think it must have been an experience for the extended family, right? They must be like, okay, wow, yeah. this is this is really oh cool what God. these guys are doing. Like, 
Yes, for sure. I think I think I can probably start from like the previous day. We were extremely tired. We had just got done cleaning, and then Mohit comes in and he's like, "Here's my tripod stand. Here's my GoPro camera. Here's my you know, here's the iPad. Here's all of your extra equipment if you want to stream the wedding." And we had decided that we'll keep all of our friends on Facebook Live, okay. and uh, we had sent out a Zoom link to to our family. and there were also like these large discussions happening on the night before the wedding if zoom is the app that we want to use for like various data privacy reasons then you know maybe we should be using google meets and i was just like i don't know if i can do with this right now um, <laughs> oh yeah that, that's a good point we were yeah. still in that situation where uh, Are we going to ban all apps from China? China. Recently, it's it's interesting, right? Like how how otherwise in your wedding you would have thousand odd people who you have absolute no idea who majorly are, and you know you wouldn't really be bothered so much about privacy. But now, you know, in hindsight, we can talk about that too. It actually kind of like happened out here as well, but virtually because. Because Shashank's sister, I think, was talking about how she spoke to some of her friends and mentioned that her brother's getting married, you know, through a Zoom wedding, and her friend's parents got excited, saying that they have never seen a Zoom wedding, so they would like to come. So the link was shared with like a lot of people who we didn't know, and I think post the wedding, his cousin brother was kind of like you know monitoring the Zoom call, and he had muted everyone. So there's this point where he unmuted everyone. and everyone started to talk and then there were so many faces and you know there was like this whole you know uh, there was this one group that had completely dressed up watch like you know at sitting at their place like you know okay this is a wedding we're going to come dressed up like we would have to the wedding and then there's this other set that clearly dialed in cuz it's too late for them or too early for them and they're just like why are we on camera right now why is everyone focusing on us and i think the most fun thing was when shashank i think by mistake sent the link the zoom link which is meant for family to one of his friends <laughs> and like, yeah i mean some context here right like we broke uh, like we put them in two separate groups i don't trust my friends to say the most appropriate things when it comes <laughs> like uh, you know understanding the situation but i think uh, we had some of our friends on facebook uh, live in a group and then we had the rest on zoom and in fact like i think the night before mohit helped us set up all the different vantage points where we get the best best kind of like views and at the same time we had to upgrade our zoom subscription to like a higher premium model to incorporate like you know to involve a lot multi-cam. more multicam sorry multicam setups and everything yeah everything <laughs> and the worst like i sent it to my family saying here's the zoom link and this is what we're going to do and my dad forwards the message back to me saying that uh cordially invite you to my son's uh, wedding <laughs> 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 like, you things out and at the same time we were trying out google meets as well and Look, it's onboarding for one product is crazy, and now if you have two, three products that you have to tell your family to use, it's yeah, insane. Yeah. So it's we crazy. just went with it, and we said, "Let's just." I have something. sent step. I said step number one: click on the link. Step <laughs> number two: you should see this box open up. Step number three: you know, like so, there were clear steps that had been given, and I think it was a really good idea to separate friends and family because in the fa- friends group, which was happening on Facebook Live. uh we had a couple of our friends who were like you know uh, shouting and yelling saying shushank take your shirt off 
Shashank taking his shirt off because he still had worn his shirt on. <laughs> and then in the family Zoom link, you know, people are just like happy to meet each other. And they're like, oh my God, so good to see you after two years or something like that. So very, very different conversations taking place on uh, both the live streams. Like, yeah, you know what was really interesting? We had like about 100 odd friends on Facebook and that's okay because it's live. It's not really like we're just streaming it and not really like uh, talking to them while this is happening. But on Zoom, we had about, we were expecting around like 100 people from our families alone. And it was crazy. I think we had about like 100 odd uh, viewers on uh, Facebook that people kept shuffling in and out. And I think Zoom had about close to another 150 people or 160 people. And it was insane. Like even before we started, we told them that 9 a.m. is when we'll start streaming or 9.30. Our families had a separate Zoom call to talk to each other, Three catch ready. up. Yeah. <laughs> and, Oh yeah, you need the whole yeah. I need you. You need that whole system, right? Which is like pre-wedding, during wedding, post-wedding. You need that whole experience online as well, right? It's pretty much executing yeah, the whole I, event it, online. It happened like very organically. Did you guys have flat. games and stuff as well online? Not <laughs> uh, really, but I tell you what. Uh, most of our families kind of like wore their clothes that they wanted to wear for the wedding. So ah, we did most true. of the work. Uh, so it was when any of my friend logged into the Zoom, <laughs> one of our friends were pretty much like. I log into the Zoom link and I see everybody is like completely decked up and I had to like mute myself and shut down my video. I'm here in boxers. So that was uh, very cool. I think it was, it was a great experience. Honestly, like I think, you know, it was in true Indian wedding fashion. We invited as many people as we could. We forgot some people who were critical to be part of it or we thought we were important. Enough to That's okay. I think you, have, you must be having the Zoom recording, right? And I think you can now like, yeah. do like... Uh, you can you can use this podcast to say sorry if you want. No, it's not that it wouldn't necessarily be a wedding if all of these things didn't happen, right? Like how right, do you say yeah. it? There was There'll a lot of people. people. No, I think that, that thing happens, happens offline as well. So. Yeah, but they still found ways to like make it festive. Like um, some of my extended family, they actually put a video together of everyone dancing. And mm-hmm. uh, they actually recorded it, you know, individually in their own houses to a certain song, which was Gala uh, Golia from Dilbharat Nido. And you had like everyone dancing to that song. But like everyone was probably dancing for maybe 10 or 15 seconds. But Think of it as a virtual pre-recorded Sangeet, but it was still, uh, it was good fun. Like it was, it still felt festive. Hey, it was great. I think all her family members took the took about like five minutes to put together their bits of dances, and they some like you know her cousin sister Moni kind of edited yeah. it all together. It felt almost like a real deal, right? Uh, we just like we are standing at the huge TV, and we're seeing all of them from different parts of the world like coordinating for a song. You know how it's all like movie magic, but. Great. It was amazing. It felt almost like uh, a real uh, Sangeet event that you would see like families come and dance or sing. Or yeah, I think there's like a bunch of videos online, you know, family stitching together because that's happening in our family as well. Everybody's birthdays. Now there are video oh, yeah. messages which are coming, which actually never did. <laughs> but I think yeah, probably because of uh, too many Zoom calls during the whole lockdown i think now people are just used to sort of seeing each other very comfortably virtually right so so that's been going on in our family as well uh, but let's say if you had like you know five five major important or five key tips to share to you know our listeners what would those be like you know how do you what who are planning simple, simple very super simple one you know what would you say yeah planning weddings during 
lockdown right let's not say covid we don't know when it might happen again but let's say scenarios like this yeah i mean i can start with one um i think it's super critical to understand like which side you're going to be facing during the wedding and setting up <laughs> your tech stuff um you know like that that's where there's going to be a lot of chaos in general if one auntie or uncle can't view it properly then whoever is oh. managing the uh, device is going to have like a tough time so what we did is like definitely recommend like some sort of a tripod or like cell phone holder so it's constantly just in one place and clear markings as to like this is the device that is actually uh live streaming so please don't come in front of it um that's something that we worked with mohit on having and ensuring that we looked at all of these different angles so that was number one i think that's really really important i right. number one hire mohit no but yeah tech tech support tech support <laughs> nana you were saying no i said i still think we captured a couple of butts in the uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh scandalous scandalous yes uh i would say second is find the right priest i know that This i, I genuinely like, yeah he was yeah, i think I he pretty much became like your event manager that your wedding planner yeah yeah like your yeah, wedding planner us to the right people and actually more than anything uh, he made the wedding really enjoyable i think both for both shashank and me we were actually thinking of like I mean, had it happened the initial way we had planned, it would have been like at least a three hour or maybe a five hour. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, at least a five if hour. You're lucky. Normally, yeah, it's two days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like an abridged, really short one and a half hour version, and he was really chill about it. Spoke both the languages. He he wanted to make sure it was you know it was a lot of fun, and uh, he I think both of us were so happy at the end of it. We were just like, yeah, it's gone smoothly. That's it, you know, pretty much what we wanted, and yeah, we yeah, were pretty happy. Yeah, to add to that, I think so. Yeah, number two is definitely find the right priest. What he helped us do was he identified all of our rituals that you normally have in your South Indian style wedding, or if it is a you know Kerala style wedding, or if it is a Mangalore style wedding. So he's very knowledgeable about like the different rituals that uh, that you need to have in place. Two. he did a tldr version of the entire ceremony yeah. so why is this so important is because like people have a lot of fatigue looking at a screen where they don't know if they're participating or not so this entire um four major events he was able to condense it in like uh, 45 minutes and it was just one after the other so anybody who is passionate about like wedding ceremonies or uh, let's say the process in general they would really appreciate it though number one thing that we got back from all of our families was they had a great time because of the you know the different yeah. events that he followed and how quickly he addressed like the main core of each of those functions so i think number two is definitely the get a priest moses stuff or her stuff number three would be clean your house because everyone's going to ask you whose house this is Uh, you know, that's a nice couch, and they you know, comment on all of your couches, all of your pillows, right. um, like you know the bed sheets that you've used. So just make sure the place around you is really, really clean. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Number three, clean your space. I think uh, we cleaned everything. I think including like uh, the bathroom, every nook and corner of the house to make sure that it is. is pleasant for anyone who comes into the house as well as like it doesn't give that kind of a feeling where you know we're just cleaning one space alone just for like accommodating this event and that actually 
it took a long time. I was like bitching about it the whole time. But yeah. I think that's uh, when I gave him a drink. I was just like, "Have your drink." <laughs> yeah. And I think what really made a difference was that like everybody who saw the video really observes your surroundings. So in case like it's a normal even at work, people look like, "Oh, you, I can see Mohit's bench." I'm like, "Oh, do you work out?" Things like that. So that was definitely like number three for us. Like, make sure you clean wherever you are. <laughs> Uh, you know, hosting this entire thing so that the screen looks clean and like the place looks clean, so people can appreciate like the location in general. Do you have a number four already? Yes, invite everyone that uh, is supposed to be invited because <laughs> <laughs> there are bound to be people who you forget to invite, and then you mm-hmm. don't. I mean, however much you can avoid having that conversation of "Oh my God!" Like you know, uh, totally right. forgot to invite. You. Yeah, I totally skipped that conversation. I just made it because of a very small, intimate ceremony. <laughs> um, but, but you know, like, try and make sure. It, it was extremely quick for us. But if we had had more time, we would have definitely, like, made sure that we gave a lot more thought. And, you know, you covered, say, your school gang, your college gang, you know, your ISIC gang or whoever it is. Yeah, it was really weird. Somebody we kept pinging a lot of times never got back to us ever in the last, like, I don't know, six months. But suddenly we got a notification saying that, hey, you didn't invite me. You were so close. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is the last six months we've been trying to reach you. You didn't give two shit. And now it's like, we missed you. I'm, I'm surprised that somebody would actually reach out and say that, hey, you didn't invite me. Like, I mean, no, I mean, it didn't come across as you didn't invite me, but it came across as a shock. Like, you didn't, you know, like, oh my God, this is crazy. We know each other so well. I'm like, yeah, you haven't responded to my 2012 <laughs> happy birthday yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can give you a number five, but I want to definitely make it an A and B. Um, I think uh, 5A would be food, right? I think at the end of the yeah. day, whoever comes home, just make sure you have some really good food. So irrespective of how the event turns out, people with a satisfied Stomach is definitely going to be out there. going to be much happier. That's five uh, A, but five B from my end would be like, you know, take a chill pill. I think once you can only do so much at the end of the day. Like everything will just fall in place, whether you like it or not. It is going to turn out, you know, how like Murphy's law uh, to some extent, but the other way as well. Uh, we had a great time because we couldn't sleep until like the day we were getting married. We, we kind of like tried hitting the bed earlier, earlier, not early, but like midnight or something. <laughs> we didn't sleep at all. So it's, there is going to be like this nervousness, anxiety and stress in general because it's a big milestone. So you alone, it's going to be two people going forward and rely heavily on your friends. I think like at the end of the day, on the day, you kind of like cut off from everything and you're just focusing on you and your partner. So Taking a chill pill is definitely highly recommended. In fact, I would prioritize that as number one over like anything else. But in fact, uh, the most interesting thing was, uh, you know, the set of people who met for the wedding. We made sure that over the next two weeks, we were only meeting those people <laughs> because we were like, if we got it, <laughs> we've definitely got it from one of you guys. <laughs> that was the whole concept. And you know, we—I I mean, at least my family told them, make sure you're quarantined for two weeks before you, you know, you even come into the wedding because uh, I had my aunt and uncle and they were about 45. So uh, there were a lot of things like that. But yeah, we're just like, if we get it. It's from one of you guys. One of you guys. Do you guys also (laughs) think that it was maybe in some ways helpful not to have elderly around, right? Otherwise, there would be a lot of rules to follow, a lot of processes to be followed, like from morning to the evening, right? So I think maybe that made your life a lot more easier and the whole experience more real as to maybe how you might want it. 
I mean, I can speak for myself and Shashank would have had a different set of ceremonies. But had the wedding happened, actually, I would have had to get up at five in the morning, have a shower and like, you know, get ready. And like my makeup arts would have probably had to come at like 5.30. You did get up at five in the morning. Yeah, I know. I but it was a more chill, uh, yeah. you know, setting. And I this, I mean, so Shashank, when he was talking to the priest, he's like, you know, I think just to mess with me, he's like, you know, do you think she'll have to change saris in between? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, ha- I just have one sari. So I don't know what I'm going to be changing into, like, you know, during these, during this ritual. But, but yeah, so it, I think I did my makeup the way I wanted to. I did my hair the way I wanted to. Like, I dressed the way I wanted to. So I just feel like I had a lot more control. And that is what probably made me a lot more relaxed because there was and also because I couldn't see a lot of people there was lesser pressure it was it still felt like it was just Shashank and me at home and you know I mean after the wedding was done I still got so many calls and they were like people around you look more glamorous and I was just like that's okay <laughs> you know that's fine but uh, but I still like I as long as the pictures come out great I think it's it's everything hey, uh, in my opinion there are two parts of it okay one is your family and families and two is like uh, who you're going to be marrying i think even both of them are extremely uh, specific about the planning and everything else it's you're pretty much like torn between the two this is like true, true. test uh, way true. before like even you get into this whole uh, companionship of sorts i had to make sure like nena's asks are prioritized over like my family's asks and my family's asks are more religious nena's asks are more glamorous so i have to like find the middle ground as to like how do i communicate this look we we're all my family is very like you know educated and they have a good exposure but at the end of the day it boils down to like society and when society mm-hmm. thinks about like a wedding they think about like certain rituals that need to be in place so they over index a little bit on rituals and that is their form of like having fun at the wedding and for the individual in general it's more about like our special day so how do we make it the best day we can so there's a back and forth my family is more about let's wear these colors and then i was like it's all, it's got to be only warm colors so everybody come back and brainstorm as what are so i think the funniest was you know i was like okay for you know for the wedding we're going to go with a warm color theme and then shashank is like my aunt is asking me because the rest of the family is asking them like what are warm colors and i was like oh my god no this cannot be happening <laughs> so, yeah i mean my family is like cool but you mean like uh, cotton yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean like, <laughs> got it got what do you what, what do you guys think now in retrospect are some of like the positives and some of the downsides of uh, conducting a wedding in this way I can tell you like two things that actually stop, stand in my mind. One positive is that like you save a lot of money and you kind of do it the way you want to. I think like wedding expenses are really like it is bullshit. Like you have no idea how much people get pleased during weddings and it's not about like having the money or making sure there's money in fact like all families pretty much save for this day I guess uh, to some extent but it is really stupid and for somebody like people like us who been living away from home we know how much each like rupee or dollar matters for everything that comes in and when you have an event like this and you spend i can give you like a rough estimate of like how much it costs for a wedding right like ideally it's anywhere between like 45000 to like i don't even want to put an upper limit there are some folks who spend yeah, a lot there, of money there is no upper limit to spend as much yeah. as you can yeah so i think one definitely like in retrospect i think we will be really grateful that we didn't like it's literally like buying fireworks during like diwali it's no point for like a minute of uh, you know uh, sound and light so i definitely would say that is the number one uh, 
advantage of having a wedding like this it's more calm composed everybody in their own space so no you know nobody comes and bitches about things in general uh, the one disadvantage that we have um, i think like we would have loved it if our families were like here like honestly our parents were were also on the zoom call and that was like a very emotional moment uh, for both of us where we were like that is the only thing that was missing from making this like a 100 on 100 if i can say that uh, we were extremely happy the way things happened but at the end of the day like in these kind of situations we had to make the you know do the do our best so we did co- have conversations in the morning right from 6 am onwards trying to get our families up to speed i'm pretty sure like her parents and my parents would love to like have be present um, so that's the only thing that i would call otherwise it was great yeah i think very similar i think the positive is that as he said we got to do it the way we wanted to we were a lot more relaxed the second is we didn't have to you know even when say we stuck to the initial plan and we had those 300 or 400 people coming down for the wedding it's very tough to actually connect with them and actually spend time with them because most of the time you're on the stage you're in the sangeet or you know you're you, you know you're in your ritual so it's just a high bye and thank you so much for coming kind of thing uh, i think through this wedding we actually you know spoke to so many of those people like post the wedding um on vc and we actually got to spend time with them so uh, it was more individual like we got to connect on a more individual level with a lot of people that we wouldn't have say during the wedding the next thing that i personally was worried about when we were planning uh, the wedding was you know you have all of these friends and family coming and they are from different phases of your life and sometimes it's so tough to you know make sure that everyone has a good time because uh I mean, someone who knew you in school, you're a very different person from what you're working right now and your circle of friends is going to be so different. So, you know, just like trying, I think a lot of energy would have been spent in trying to make sure that these groups come together and everyone's having a good time and they're getting to know each other. I think right now we have the flexibility that once this lockdown actually ends, we can go and party with like, I would say those smaller people, throw dinner parties for like, you know, smaller groups of family and friends and things like that. So that is something that we're looking forward to. Uh, the and of course i mean the money bit even although we were planning a very very simple wedding in my head it was still coming to like a lot more than what i would have budgeted for and i think that was the scary part so had we done the actual wedding i don't know how much we would have actually ended up spending the only thing that sucked i guess was as he said family not being here uh, it would have been great if family was here yeah that's pretty much it yeah i think that's yeah yeah I'm... that apart from it like I I got to do everything I wanted to do. He got to do everything he wanted to do. We cracked jokes during the wedding. The priest was pretty chill. He laughed at some of them as well. Oh, um, after after Shashank tried the Mangal Sutra, they, they, they shook hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was supposed to be like your um, ad, I mean what the child Indian, friendly. <laughs> the Indian art. <laughs> <laughs> But guys, this is this has been great. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you for sharing your experience with us. We wish you uh, a great life ahead. Well, I'm going to see you guys over the week. Yeah, thank you for like talking to us. We actually were thinking about uh, so the plan for us was to like write about it, try and communicate it with as many people as possible because um one thing that we actually found really useful from our friends and extended families and everyone so everybody wants to have a wedding like this i think mm-hmm. the right. video viewing experience makes it a lot more intimate because at your own time and time you sit and watch it 
so you can can it's like watching a movie right you are more involved in the movie because the screen is very small and you are like are observing everything so i think from that perspective everybody wants to have uh, this kind of a wedding but it's only during a pandemic that you can take a call like this yeah. otherwise it's not going to happen like your folks are not going to do uh, scot free irrespective they're still going to make a huge tantrum about it and make sure everybody knows um in general i think that's the whole concept of marriage is to like announcing to everyone that yeah these two are like living together now uh, right. that's pretty much okay. yeah so yeah a lot of fun and please let us know if we can provide any sort of like insight into anything and we will try and give that information it's still a little fresh and right there in our minds so i think guys you know go to get in touch with if you want to organize a wedding yeah yeah totally we can start a side business nice nice core business thank you guys thank you guys thank you Once guys we... okay bye guys all right thank bye. you bye all right thanks take care see you hey there thanks for listening to the episode thank you to nena and shashank for coming over and doing this and sharing their experiences it was fun having you over and we wish you the very best for your life ahead as always hope you like this episode we look forward to your comments on social media and we'll catch you in the next one take care